One More Game with Alec James. Come on, man, just one more game. Um, all right. Welcome to One More Game with Alec James. I am your host, Alec James. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I am so excited to finally be doing this. I have been talking about wanting to do a podcast for quite some time now, and I have just been putting it off, putting it off. I procrastinate to the max level there is. So I'm very happy that I'm here today and that I'm going to be able to get this podcast out to you. So thank you for listening to the first episode of One More Game with Alec James. Today, I'm going to be flying a little bit solo. Uh, Normally, in the future, I'm going to have uh, some guests, some fellow gamers uh, on the podcast to talk about favorite games, most anticipated games coming, uh, just gaming topics in general, questions, answers, interviews, and yeah, just kind of go from there. So I'm really excited to be here today. Um, What I'm going to start with is by introducing myself. Uh, My name is Alec James, of course, uh, and I was born in Michigan and was raised in New York until we moved back to Michigan when I was 12 years old. But gaming has always kind of been around ever since I was a kid. I remember being in New York, being in my friend's basement, and literally, I think this might have been my first experiences with a video game, was playing on an old Nintendo 64. It was Super Smash Bros. And I just remember crouching in front of that TV thinking this was the coolest thing ever. Oh, this is the best. (laughs) And then from there, uh, my parents ended up buying us a GameCube, which was a really big deal. I remember playing the old Spider-Man 2 game, which was fantastic for its time and still holds up to this day. I remember playing Legend of Zelda Wind Waker on the GameCube, one of my favorite games of all time, if not favorite franchise of all time, those Zelda games, oh my gosh. And then from there, I remember playing on the PlayStation 2. My brother had a PlayStation 2. I remember hopping on that, playing some old Sly Cooper games, random games like that. And then from there, just kind of around age 13, 14 now, got a PlayStation 3, played through the Uncharted series, and that is one of my favorite franchises of all time, if not favorite video games as well. Um, I'm sure you could probably see a pattern at this point. A lot of the games I played when I was younger, I hold uh, (laughs) hold a lot of value to, but they are just fantastic, fantastic games. So I went from the PlayStation 3... And then ended up getting an Xbox One when I watched uh, my, one of my buddies' houses. I was house-sitting for them. And they ended up paying me for it. I didn't realize they were going to pay me. And they really shouldn't have because it was I, I did an absolutely a- atrocious job uh, watching that place. I, I pretty much kept their animals alive and did the bare minimum that was required of me. And they paid me for it. So uh, I was like, okay, cool. Like, I'll take it. Thank you. Um, and... Uh, they paid me 200 bucks, and so it was around Black Friday time, and I went and bought a Xbox One immediately with that money. And the Xbox One was already a couple years into being released, so it was at a, you know, at a discount, uh, discounted rate. So I went and bought an Xbox, just like uh, I don't know, it was the one terabyte, you know, nothing special, Xbox One. And from there, uh, it just kind of grew. The my casualness for video games, I think, definitely changed when. I started playing more Apex Legends. Yeah, and Overwatch I played a little bit too back in the day, but still it was always more casual. I never really played competitive in that game. Um, just mostly staying to like the the quick play or the you know open queue whatever. Um, and then yeah, when Apex came out, 
that changed things for me because I realized how much I loved playing, you know, playing to win. I want to win. And uh, in playing as a team, especially too, I realized how much I love playing as a team and working together uh, to get that. It just felt so satisfying. It was like, yeah, let's go. Like, like We did this. Um, so yeah, from there, I mean, I've just been playing games here or there. Still currently uh, rocking an Xbox One X. Uh, and I thoroughly enjoy it. I, I do plan on getting a Series X in the future, but as of right now, I don't really have a need for it, so uh, I'll just stick with this right now. It, it it does the job. But until, I think, the only game... I might be getting ahead of myself here. The only game that I will probably end up buying a Series X for is for when Starfield comes out, because uh, as far as I know, that's only going to be next-gen console release, so... You know, it, it, I'll buy it. I'll we'll see how I feel when the time comes. If I really want to play that game, which I probably will, so I might be upgrading sometime soon. Anyway, enough about me. Today I wanted to talk about my top most anticipated games of 2023. 2023 is going to be an amazing, just absolutely amazing year for video games and video game releases. And so narrowing it down to like you know, a top uh, 10. I mean, I could have done that, but like, it just, I don't know. I just, I, I ended up getting a top six of, of the ones that I, that I wanted to talk about today. Uh, Cause there's just so many. And I was like, I got to narrow this down. I got to narrow this down to a couple. So I, I was like, you know what? L six seems like a fair amount, you know, to talk about. Um, so this started off. Uh, this isn't in any order here. It's just kind of like when I was thinking about it, I was like, yeah, this is one game or the games that I was really excited for. The first one that came to mind, though, was Suicide Squad Kills the Justice League. Now, the Suicide Squad, uh, like, I'm not necessarily, like, super into the Suicide Squad themselves. I mean, I love DC uh, in all their glory. Uh, but seeing, I have, I didn't really see the, I saw the one, the first movie that came out and oh my gosh, it was just absolutely atrocious. I know they, they, uh, did they re-release it or, or make another one or, or try to revamp? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't keep up with it, but the fact that Rocksteady is coming out with another game is just exciting in of itself. So this game, uh, is an upcoming action adventure game developed by Rocksteady, published by Warner Bros. And it is the fifth main installment in the Batman Arkham series, taking place after the events of Batman Arkham Knight. So that's pretty cool. It's in the same uh, timeline. And the first to not feature Batman as the main protagonist, though the character still appears. Uh, and he's going to be uh, voiced by Kevin Conroy. Oh my gosh, rip, by the way. Oh, that was... Uh, yeah, I mean, he is... He is Batman. It, it's just it's so it was so sad to hear that uh, that he had passed. But uh, regardless, I'm glad that we're able to get his voice in this game. So this game revolves around the titular team of super criminals who are assembled by Amanda Waller and sent to Metropolis to stop the alien invader Brainiac and save the members of the Justice League who have been brainwashed by him. Uh, the game is, uh, as of right now, set to be released on May 26th, 2023 for PlayStation, Windows, and Xbox. So, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty stoked about it. I think it'll be cool. And the fact that it's the fifth installment in the Arkham series just really seals the deal for me because um, the Arkham games, again, like just... Mm, I'm going to have to have another episode about the Arkham games that, you know, themselves because my first experiences with... Uh, Batman Arkham Asylum. When I played that game, I was like, I am Batman. I'm looking me go. I think I was like nine years old when that came out. And they just did such a fantastic job. So 
I, I, I am looking forward to see what they do uh, with this one. The second game I'm looking forward to is Star Wars Jedi Survivor. This is the sequel to Fallen Order, and I am just really excited because when I played the first game, uh, when Respawn released it, it was it, it surprised me. It, it was it surprised me by how much I enjoyed the story. We hadn't had like a decent Star Wars game, I'd say, in a while. I mean, The Force Unleashed came out, but like story driven. Uh, for a while. I mean, we had the the battlefronts, which weren't, you know, yeah, well, <laughs> dare we talk about Battlefront 2. Um, but, you know, something that was more on a, just like of a single player story involving Star Wars, like I, we needed it. We were due for it. And when that came out, it was, it was, it was a breath of fresh air. It was like, yeah, let's go. This is great. And so the, the, the fact they're coming out with the second game already, um, I, I was like, man, I feel like the other one just released. Uh, I think it was in 2019 they released it, uh, Respawn released that. So um, I know this game uh, is said to have a couple of different uh, gameplay uh, mechanics with the lightsaber combat. They're introducing a new uh, Kylo Ren style lightsaber uh, stance or, or whatever. It's going to be a little bit uh, tougher to use. Um, and they're adding like new force abilities and uh, stuff like that. So I think it's going to be really interesting, and I'm sure the story itself is going to be fantastic as well. So far, what we know, it's set five years after the events of Jedi Fallen Order, uh, making its story fall around the same time as uh, the Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi series. Uh, so it follows uh, Cal Kestis as he seeks to survive against the hostile Galactic Empire. Uh, Respawn says that Kestis must do whatever it takes to stay alive as one of the few surviving Jedi after Order 66. Among his newest adversaries is a mysterious Powan? Powan? Imperial Senator on Coruscant who makes a dangerous deal of sorts. I butched that name. Um, I don't know how to pronounce that guy's name. I'm sorry, you Star Wars buffs out there who are just... uh, uh, face palming right now. <laughs> anyway, the game is set to release on April 28th, 2023. So all you Star Wars fans out there, uh, like myself, uh, we're going to have something to be excited for. All right. And the third game on my list is the highly anticipated Starfield. Now, Starfield is an upcoming action role-playing game developed by drumroll bethesda game studios so i am super excited for this one uh it is set in a space-themed world and will be the first new intellectual property developed by bethesda in over 25 years um so that of in itself you know it deserves a lot of hype and definitely there is a lot of hype around this with it being the first original ip in over 25 years i mean that is you know that that's huge so I'm just, I'm excited just for, the, just for that fact, uh, let alone the fact that it's going to be uh, like an open world space, you know, uh, adventure game. Like that sounds fantastic as well. So Starfield is set in an area that extends outward from the solar system uh, for approximately 500 light years called the Settled Systems. Around the year 2010, or 2310, the two largest factions in the game, the United Colonies and the Freestar Collective, engaged in a conflict called the Colony War. The game takes place 20 years after the war, with the major factions enjoying an uneasy peace. 
The player assumes the role of a customizable character who is a member of Constellation, an organization of space explorers. The game can be played in either first or third person perspectives. And yes, I believe uh, it's an open world experience with it being a Bethesda game. Now, I don't know how this is going to work with like different planets and all that stuff. I mean, I'm sure Bethesda is putting a lot of thought. I mean, they sure are putting a lot of time into this game. It's been uh, it's been in development for quite some time. Uh, but I'm not even really mad about that. One thing I am, uh, you know, underliningly side note excited for is the fact that now that we are, you know, seeing Starfield, it just means we're this much closer to seeing to seeing Elder Scrolls 6, you know, <laughs> right guys? <laughs> yeah, um maybe we're about like 10 years away now, so that's probably cool, but <laughs> I know they were saying uh, you know, don't even think about Elder Scrolls 6 till uh, you start hearing about Starfield. And now that we have Starfield, it's like, oh, well, now I'm kind of curious, like do we realistically know kind of when Elder Scrolls 6 will be released? But let's face it, we all know it's going to be more than likely yeah, probably like 10 years. Let's let's be real here. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited for this. It, it's I, I'm in dire need of a open world adventure game that I can just dive hours upon hours into and get absolutely nothing done. So this game is highly anticipated and I think is going to be I, I really have high hopes for it. I mean, Bethesda is, I believe, a fantastic company. And even if it is, you know, um, kind of a, like, they botch it a little bit, I'm sure it's still going to be an interesting and fun experience regardless. So, yeah, this game is scheduled to be released in the first half of 2023 for Microsoft Windows and Xbox Series X and S. So, I might be having to buy an Xbox Series X. I, I, I probably will. And it's interesting, though, how it says it's scheduled to be released in the first half of 2023, so we don't have a definitive, you know, date. So in my mind, there's possibility this could get pushed, maybe, if we don't definitively know exactly when the date is. Still excited for it, though. All right, and my fourth one is Final Fantasy 16. Now, actually, it was a buddy of mine who showed me the trailer for Final Fantasy 16, and I'm not like too hyper into Final Fantasy. I played uh, a few of them back, you know, in the day on the P like PS2 and stuff like that. Um, but I always was, I always heard so many great things about 15, and I was like, I need to, I really need to play that. I need to play that. I, I never, just never got the chance to. But when I saw the trailer for Final Fantasy 16, I was like, that looks like something I really want to play. So this is an upcoming action role-playing game, and it's developed and published by Square Enix. It's actually the same people that made Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, it is scheduled for release on June 22nd of 2023 for the PlayStation 5. Uh, the game will feature segmented open environments and action-based combat system involving both melee and magic-based attacks. Uh, there's also reoccurring series and features including chocobos. So, yeah, that's kind of cool. And summon monsters called Econs. Yeah, I butched that too, probably. Which are both fought as bosses and used through channeling their power in combat. Now, just from watching the the trailer online, it looks fantastic. Like, the big, like, uh, the bosses you're going to be fighting. And from what I heard, actually playing as, possibly, it just looks, it looks beautiful. It looks absolutely amazing. And this game's going to have... Uh, heavy focus on uh, a more medieval fantasy style so that of itself 
it warranted it enough for me to want to play this game. So I'm really looking forward to it. Looks fantastic. And yeah, she's scheduled for June 22nd of 2023. All right. And the fifth one on the list is Marvel's Spider-Man 2. Now, there isn't too much that we know about this game yet, but man, am I excited for this one because it seems that we know it's going to be featuring uh, specifically the big baddies of this game is going to be Kraven the Hunter and Venom, which is, oh, I think it's going to be sick. Uh, Kraven the Hunter is actually one that I'm surprised because I think he's a pretty cool Spider-Man villain and they don't really like do too much with Kraven. I think the last time I ever seen Kraven in a Spider-Man game was when I played Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions and, and he was in there and I didn't hate him like I always I always thought he was good I think he might have been in uh, like the Amazing Spider-Man games uh, those ones that came out that were not the greatest but I think he was in the second one I want to say there was something with him in the second one I could be wrong but I, I'm I think there was something with him uh and and Venom I mean, come on, like Venom is just sick. So I, I'm really excited for what they're going to do. We kind of got a little bit of like our appetizer with uh, uh, Miles Morales, Spider-Man, but it's just going to be great to get the full meal when this game comes out. We still don't know when it's going to release. They're, they're shooting for the fall time of 2023. So there is possibility of this getting uh, pushed back. Uh, it is what it is, but still excited for what this game has to bring. It, they're going to be introducing more than likely new combat mechanics, new swinging mechanics. And honestly, I don't know how much more they can improve this game because the first when they, the one they came out with in 2018 was so much fun. So much fun. I would just sit there uh, calling my girlfriend, who is my wife now, just playing that game, just swinging around mindlessly, just, you know, doing little missions here and there. And it was just so much fun. So I'm interested to see like what they're going to add on to uh, in this game. But obviously, story-wise, it's more than likely going to be fantastic. So I'm just really excited to see what uh, what they're going to bring to the table. So this one's going to be releasing on PlayStation 5 as well. However, given uh, Sony's recent uptick for PC launches, I'm guessing the PC gamers might be able to play Spider-Man 2 at some point, you know, down the road. It doesn't that doesn't sound impossible. So we'll see. All right. Well, coming at number six. I saved the best one for last. It is Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Oh my gosh. Okay. Really, really excited for this game. Not only because it's just a uh, another Zelda game, which is reason enough to be excited in general, but the fact that it's a sequel to Breath of the Wild, just one of the most fantastic games uh, that have been released. Oh my gosh. Just if you haven't had a chance to go play Breath of the Wild... I really I would really say you should because that is just it's a absolutely stunning, beautiful, fantastically made game. I could go into more detail about Breath of the Wild. I might do it in another podcast. I definitely will in the future more so because I could sit here and talk about all the things I loved and 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 didn't necessarily love about it and just all of my experience with it. But for now we're going to start with Tears of the Kingdom. This is a highly anticipated one for the Zelda franchise not only because uh, we're going to be going where we went before on the ground, but because we're actually uh, migrating to the sky. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that. It kind of is reminiscent of like Skyward Sword, you know, being up in the sky, how Skyloft are the floating islands. And it actually, as you saw from the trailer, it kind of showed uh, Zelda and Link going in underneath Hyrule Castle, only to find Ganondorf underneath 
uh, Hyrule Castle with a with a green arm kind of subduing him, holding him at bay, only for that arm to kind of bind to Link and you know start giving him powers uh, uh, or you know kind of like what we saw in Breath of the Wild with the stasis and the magnesis, kind of giving him similar powers. It looked like so we'll see how that works out. I'm looking forward to it. It looks really cool. The Master Sword seems to be destroyed and we're kind of uh, trying to put it back together, trying to rebuild it, you know, and it's just, I'm just really excited for this game. It just, I really do think this is going to be interesting and, and everybody has speculations right now. And that's really all we can really go off of because we don't, we don't know anything else about the game. I mean, we have the basic, you know, trailer that we got from, uh, from, from it, from Nintendo, but we don't know really about what's going to happen to Hyrule, what's going to happen to Zelda. I have my theories about it because if you take a look at the actual logo for Tears of the Kingdom, you'll see uh, two dragons eating each other. Uh, this is referred to as an Ouroboros in uh, Japanese uh, ancient symbolism or something like that. I looked into it because here's the thing. Are, are we going to put it past Nintendo? to put something extremely important in the title screen or right in the logo for the game. I mean, they did this with Majora's Mask. They had, you know, Majora's Mask in it. They had it in Twilight Princess with the fused shadow and, and Wolf Link, you know, right behind it. You know, uh, and they had it in Wind Waker with the King of Red Lions, you know, right behind. They had it in uh, Breath of the Wild now with the Master Sword being decrepit and, and the text fonts being decrepit as in like an old withered away look. You know that time put it took take its toll on uh, on Hyrule, and now you have these dragons right eating each other behind the title screen. These Ouroboros, it means something. It, it has to. If you go online, you go on Wikipedia, and you look up Ouroboros, uh, it tells you right here uh, the term derives from interpreted as a symbol for eternal cyclic renewal or a cycle of life, death, and rebirth. So what does this mean for Zelda? It doesn't mean that Hyrule is going to die and be reborn. Does it mean Zelda might die? Does it mean that time might actually be manipulated? Like, you know, it, it just it just it 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 makes me like spiral <laughs> into the possibilities of what this could mean for Hyrule and for Zelda going forward into the future, but ultimately Man, like I am just extremely excited for this game because it looks uh, obviously it looks beautiful. It's a Zelda game. One thing I am personally hoping they do differently is they implement a little bit more of dungeons within this game. If I could say the only uh, thing that I would have changed with Breath of the Wild was not having definitive enough dungeons like we used to have i mean obviously you had the shrines and that was fun but they were more so small mini dungeons that all had the same feel and same vibe and then you had the divine beasts of course but still it just wasn't it just they were all kind of the same and it wasn't really completely like that that zelda dungeony feel and i understand you can't get everything and for what it is, what Breath of the Wild brought to the table, I am not complaining in any way, shape, or form for the adventure that that game gave me. Um, but if I, could, if I could make a small tweak, I definitely am hoping for a little bit more themed dungeons and or maybe more like caves, maybe a little bit more 
uh, exploration into like the ground or you know of like Hyrule, what's underneath uh, Hyrule. And I mean, I don't think it's necessarily too far fetched to say that that's a possibility, just because we saw Link and Zelda go underneath Hyrule Castle in the first trailer for Tears of the Kingdom, and they're traveling through all these all these all these caves. So I feel like there's a lot of opportunity uh, for there to be some some really cool content and really cool explorer exploration there um as well as not to mention the sky obviously which opens up a whole new you know uh a whole new realm of possibilities uh of what we can do so who knows who knows what we're gonna have uh with that game but ultimately i am extremely excited for this game i don't think i've been more excited for a game than 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 this one for a while this game is set to release on the nintendo switch may 12th of 2023 which really isn't that far away from when i'm recording this now that i now that i'm thinking about it so man like i am oh it's gonna be fantastic oh it's just gonna be so good you can't go wrong you can't go wrong with another zelda game so yeah well that sums it up for this episode of one more game quick shout out to it's me beth danielle i see you uh thank you so much for listening and stay tuned for the next one